You are listening to the Daily Chase Podcast. This podcast was made for people who realize we are living in a changing world and not only want to survive in the new economy, but thriving. On this show, we discuss current finance, tech, and business events, while I share valuable stories and insights from myself and others on how to start building your digital assets now and get ahead before you get left behind. My name's Liam Chase, and welcome to the Daily Chase Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Chase Podcast. This is episode nine, and today is going to be a very exciting new podcast episode because this is actually going to be one of the first interviews on the uh, Daily Chase podcast, but it's also going to be with a very special guest that we are actually going to get to know together. Um, He's been connected to me through a friend uh, that I met through Grant Cardone. Uh, So we're just going to go through this conversation naturally and get to know uh, his by his name, Douglas Vermeeren. Yeah, perfect. You got it. Correct. So um, we just decided to go for it. Uh, this is like last notice. So uh, that's what entrepreneurs and high achievers do. They just, they just do it. So uh, Doug, welcome to the Daily Chase podcast, uh, special guest. Um, just go ahead and start by telling us yeah, out, sure. telling us about yourself. Well, Liam, thanks for having me. This is, uh, this is really exciting to be with you. And you did great on the last name. I know it's, uh, it's long, so it's intimidating. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be with you. I guess uh, kind of my journey uh, funny enough, didn't begin as an entrepreneur. I didn't think I was going to become involved in teaching entrepreneurs or speaking or coaching or any of these kind of things. In fact, um, when I grew up, my parents were very involved in something called the poverty pattern. Yes. In other words, they were broke and they had this idea that if you worked harder or longer hours or put in more effort, mm-hmm. you would at least get ahead. So their idea was work, pay, work, pay. And it just really didn't work. And uh, as part of that, you know, growing up, my family didn't really have any understanding of personal development or mindset or any of these ideas that we could change kind of who we wanted to become by simply, you know, thinking higher. And so um, really, I, I, I kind of began to bump into this stuff when I was in college. And um, kind of what happened for me is I took a job in California selling pest control door to door. And for anybody who's done door to door sales, you know, that that's like brutal, right? Like you get really good at accepting rejection in a hurry. And so, um, you know, I was very discouraged at the time. I needed money, didn't have money, was getting rejected left and right. And a friend of mine saw that I was about to quit. And so um, he said, I got, I got something for you. And he gave me two books. In fact, the first one was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And that, of course, changed my life. And as he gave it to me, he said, the first person you need to become friends with is yourself. And so I was like, really? Okay. Anyways, I read the book. The second book was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And in that book, for maybe your audience members that haven't read it, Napoleon Hill wrote that book after having a chance to interview and spend time with more than 400 of the world's top achievers in his day. People like Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, the Rockefellers, the Wrigleys, and that gang. And so actually, I became very inspired that this idea of who you surround yourself with influences very much your standards, uh, your work ethic, your thinking, your mindset, everything. And so Mm -hmm. I decided I needed to level up who I was spending time with. And so I went and really started a quest as a 19-year-old to start interviewing top achievers wherever I could find them. Mm -hmm. And um, in in the course of about 10 years, and I'm still interviewing them today. Heck, we're always looking to associate with good people. Absolutely. But I got to people like Oprah, Ellen, Donald Trump, Richard Branson, Mark Cuban, uh, Steve Jobs, Warren Buffett, you name it. I got a chance to connect with all of these people 
And I've learned some incredible things through my life, which has kind of brought me to who I am today. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And, you know, I know you mentioned poverty pattern with your parents, and that's something that, um, you know, I'm 22 years old. My parents are pretty much middle class. I actually ended up making more than them last year. Um, mm. And and I got this. It's funny that you mentioned you started your journey uh, in college. Um, I actually started my journey as well in college. I went to college for one year. I, I met. I got the money's worth out of it. I met my uh, girlfriend, my best friend, and cool. the person who got me started on my 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 journey as well. And so um, one of it's funny you mentioned Dale Carnegie and uh, you know. Uh, Napoleon Hill with Think and Grow Rich, because the first person that I started studying myself was um, Bob Proctor in the You Were Born Rich seminar. I remember oh. watching that. Nine... Bob's a super good buddy of mine. He yeah. actually wrote the four of my last two books, and he's oh, been in two wonderful. of our movies, too. So, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I remember watching um, the nine-hour seminar, and I just was hooked, Doug. Yeah. So it, it, it's, you know, when you start to discover this, it, it's it's uh, pretty addicting. So, you, you said it's, it's, it's helped you become who you are today. So tell us more about who you are today then. Well, well, I guess some um, long story short, as a 19-year-old, when I started learning this information, it changed my mindset so much so that in my first six months with their mentorship and support, I was able to, to generate my first $1.6 million in six months. That's about $9,000 a day. And then I went on to... Uh, actually, funny enough, I had no idea that this was even a career possibility, but I had people ask me now, could you come out and speak and tell us what some of these top achievers told you? And mm -hmm. so I started speaking and uh, immediately I got hooked with the idea of teaching and sharing some of the things that I had learned. And so um, funny enough, because I didn't know anything about a speaking business, I turned to a friend of mine at the time who was one of the co-founders of Federal Express. And I said, well, how do you build a speaking business? And he showed me how he would do it. Not most speakers, most speakers and coaches are broke, but how he would do it. And so there I made another couple million bucks. And today my speaking business is over eight figures. Uh, there's very few in the world that do that that I'm aware of. And um, we also produce three of the top 10 personal development movies after The Secret. So you've got the movie The Secret, then there's What the Bleep, and then you've got several of mine. So we produce those documentaries. And I've also written several books for everybody from the Gorilla Marketing series to you name it. In fact, we're in talks right now to do a dummies book as well. So very cool. Perfect. And so um, I know you, you know, what's inspired you to start coming on these podcasts? Because uh, I was listening to an, a, a podcast, um, you know, over the last couple or mm. over the earlier today, and you were talking, somebody said that you're the speaker that nobody's heard about. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm often known as, as the world's greatest speaker that no one's ever heard about. And that's kind of mm -hmm. cool. But I think we're changing reasons why and probably got lots of entrepreneurs listening. You know, one of the things that has always driven my business is we've we've been so good at delivering value and understanding what the customers have needed mm -hmm. that we've always actually made our money with the same group. Yeah. So our same, like our customer base has been always very, very small. Right. So I haven't had to go and market like a lot of the other speakers mm -hmm. have and a lot of the other coaches have because we've always been great. In fact, my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, mm -hmm. it's 250K for the year, but I've got a three-year waiting mm -hmm. list. So, I mean, I've never had to go out and push for this. Mm -hmm. But we've decided because now um, I'm in talk to do a reality TV show. We've got uh, a deal for four more movies. I've got my own podcast, Entrepreneur of Influence, that's now come out. We've decided it's time to just kind of grow the brand. Absolutely. And yeah, and, and at the same time, I really enjoy being on the podcasts and the variety of shows. I think it's a mm -hmm. great way to get your message mm -hmm. out. And so I think we're being a little bit more aggressive than we've ever been in the past, just because I, I really, it's not about the money, it's about the mission. Absolutely. So, 
So how do we get the word out on what we're doing? And, and, you know, something that I like to talk about on here is with, you know, talk about how social media, because, you know, on the Daily Chase podcast, we we pretty much talk about current finance, business, tech events, and how Mm. people can start to prepare for the new economy, the new paradigm. You know, over the last 10 years, we've seen a major change in just how society works through the internet, social media, things like that. So, you know, talk to me about how you're going to be taking advantage of, because I see so many people who, who aren't, they have a message that they want to put out. Um, and they have something that they're passionate about. They want to inspire people to do something, but, Mm. um, they're not taking advantage of the tools, uh, that are being offered to them. Like that we've never seen in the history of America. Well, here's, here's the thing I believe is that now is the best time in the world to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and why it's because of the principle of convergence, Mm -hmm. meaning that all the technology is coming together and overlapping all at the same time. Your cell phone can be a studio, Mm -hmm. can be a network, can be a payment process. It could be like all these things are converging, Mm -hmm. but there's also something else to consider here that I think is important that a lot of people have missed. Like um, one of the things, of course, when I generated all the money that, that I did as a young man, a lot of it was based on the principles of leverage. Right. And um, people look at this idea now, like there's all this talk on the internet of passive income. Right. And passive income, what it really is, is leverage. Mm-hmm. That's understanding leverage. In fact, um, Money Magazine just rated me as the number one passive income coach and trainer in the world. And the reason why is this, okay? This is what's going to allow you to use the technology today. Most people think that it's a brand new thing, passive income and generating income, building a business. It's all really new because the internet has made it such. That's absolutely incorrect. The truth of the matter is, is passive income and business models that work online have existed since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. And those that are truly effective understand the roots of business, the fundamentals of business, but they understand that a lot of the online elements are actually tools to enhance or accelerate what is created outside of that. And so... I, I think, you know, they, they've got the wrong idea, like especially passive income. People assume that it's instant money. I'm going to sit on the beach. What they neglect to understand is that all income is actually on a spectrum, like a continuum, right? Mm-hmm. It's either super, super passive or super, super active. But there will always be some form of activity that you need to do to create the passive. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you need to build the systems. You need, Absolutely. And by the way, systems can only be created two ways. You're either going to automate or delegate. Those are the only two things that you can ever do. So the question is, is with a correct business model, business structure, whether you're selling an asset or a service, how are you going to either delegate or automate that? And online is just one way to do that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I love about, you know, the internet and social media and the opportunity that it gives us, because I think of it as a way to, again, create that system of automation. Like we're able to duplicate ourselves mm-hmm. online, continue to share our message, even though we're not actively doing so, right? Like this, this podcast is going to live on forever uh, in the database and uh, your message is yeah. going to be spread. And I, I just see so many people who, who aren't uh, taking advantage of that. And that's really like, you know, why, why we're doing this, the Daily Chase podcast as well. Yeah. Well, social media also builds community Mm -hmm. and that's, that's the biggest thing about it. So Mm -hmm. it accelerates your ability to attract customers faster and also to separate those that don't Mm want to do business with you faster. And so I think that that's really important. I wish I kind of had a piece of paper. I'd show you something really kind of cool, but maybe I can describe it. So if you think about every single business requires one thing, one thing, and that's transactions. Mm -hmm. If you can't have a transaction between yourself as the seller and someone else as the buyer, you will never, ever have any kind 
of a business structure or put it this way. If you don't make a profit, you don't get the privilege to continue, right? Mm -hmm. So that transaction is essential. So the question that I have, and this is what I share with my students is now, now that you know what maybe the transaction is that you're looking to create between the two of you, and most people, by the way, don't even know this. They think about their marketing plan. They think about their demographics. They think about what they're selling there. No, no, no. You think about the transaction. What is it the customer wants, and what can you? how can you give it to them in the most easy and, and most facilitated way? But then you also need to look at the steps between. What can you delegate along those steps and systematize? So online, for example, you're right. Social media definitely allows us to systematize a lot of our prospecting for example mm -hmm. and then how we are offering a sales presentation or converting someone to what we're doing and then obviously the payment processing that's involved in these things so we need to understand step by step by step and once we understand what those steps are that need to happen it's either going to be again automation yep. or delegation mm -hmm. and one of the big things that most people are also missing when it comes to this idea of delegation it's how to use influencers mm -hmm. right absolutely because that that's certainly one of the fastest ways to scale in today's economy. Now, like I said, nothing's new under the sun. Mm -hmm. People have used influencers in the past. Mm -hmm. Even look at like network marketing <laughs> or MLM. That They've right. done it that way too, right? They've used an influencer to get a complete audience. But the difference is, is now we have the ability to do it at an exponential yes, rate scale. because of the way that, that – you know, social media allows us to do that. Absolutely. And I even almost think of, you know, somebody building a, a brand, a social presence as almost building passive income because you are putting the, the systems in place and building that out. And you're absolutely right. Influencers, it, you know, just social media allows you to scale your relationship building at a pace that we haven't. That's, I guess, something that is new is, um, yeah. you know, it allows you to scale your relationship building at a scale that we haven't seen before because you're so interconnected with everybody on the internet world. <laughs> and uh, yeah. there's, there's so many, I like to call them internet strangers, but uh, I'm just blown away by all the relationships that you can build. If you're using, that's another thing that I, I see people getting, you know, they're, they're being used by social media instead of using social media for the gift yeah. that it is. Well, I, I see a lot of people also flying, uh, falling flat on their face because they can generate a lot of traffic. Mm -hmm. They can generally, you know, they can get a lot of attention. And by the way, attention is really the new currency. Absolutely. That's really what That's it what is. Attention, attention and collaboration are the two strongest things that you mm -hmm. can possibly bring into your business. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I think is, is, is crazy is you get people who are bringing in lots of customers now, mm -hmm. but they still lack the ability to now manage those people in an effective way. Mm -hmm. So often they're not getting the repeat buyers. It's kind of a rinse and repeat. And they're also creating, oftentimes, um, I love what Mr. Wonderful just said, lots of clutter. <laughs> That's kind of it, right? Like they're creating clutter rather than systems on how to service these people. Mm -hmm. And I think that for us in our business, I'd rather deal with, uh, here, here maybe, maybe I'll put it this way. Our company is called Entrepreneur of Influence. Right. And our definition of influence is a little different than what most people are talking about now. Most people are saying influence is the number of likes, right. shares, uh, the, the viral nature of what you're doing, and that's influence. Well, it's actually not. Influence, true influence, is not being getting the likes. It's being liked. Mm -hmm. It's being favored. Mm -hmm. So how do you now become a master of what you do? We teach our students mastery equals monopoly. See, I don't want to serve everybody in the world. Mm -hmm. I actually just want to become a leader to those that it matters right. to. Those that have either the resources or they're qualified or they can say yes or they need what I'm offering. I want to be an influencer to them. I don't need to be well-known to everybody. Right. And I think that that's the problem that most influencers or people so-called influencers have now is they're trying to be too much to everybody. Mm -hmm. And in the end, they may have a lot of likes, but they can't monetize it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And 
You know, that's something as well that we talk on is really, you know, turning that that passion. Uh, like there's somebody in here named Antoine, and I was speaking to him last yeah. night and he was telling me about his, his love for cars and his passion for cars. And so I was telling him how he, you know, he could literally, because he, he actually had a car community for, uh, he was telling me that had a good amount of people, but he didn't understand how he could take that online, brand it and, and monetize it. And so... You know, that's something that we also want to touch up on here is, is you know, people and, and that's something like I see with the new economy is that people are able to take their passions and their ideas and they can systemize and delegate like you're speaking about and kind of, you know, you talked about the A to Z the transactions. Um, this is becoming a reality for more and more people who do it effectively. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. Go ahead. Well, it's interesting that you say that too, because here's one of the things that like, honestly, after interviewing 400 of the world's top achievers, I found some stuff that a lot of the gurus today that are out there teaching mm -hmm. have actually done. And one of the mm. big things that they're definitely not right on is this idea. You can be successful if you follow your passion and your purpose. Everybody mm. all like just totally ignite. Kind of like Field of Dreams, the movie, yeah. if you remember that back in the day. If you build it, they will right. come. Not right. true. Probably no, not true. In fact, Warren Buffett once said, Warren Buff Buffett said, what you love about you is mm -hmm. your hobby. What others love about mm -hmm. you is your business. So if we use this as an example, let's say that this is a circle. And in this circle is your mm -hmm. passion mm -hmm. and your purpose. And so you put that online and you hope everybody's going to come. Not quite. Well, nobody will. In fact, we've often seen people who've written a book and it's based on their passion and purpose. And all of a sudden they get just a stack of books in their garage. Nobody mm -hmm. cares, right? But what you need to do is you need to find where your passion and purpose actually overlaps the passion and purpose of those that you mm -hmm. serve. Where that overlap is, is where your sweet spot is. That's where your money will be. And by the way, it's not just about money because we as people, like, heck, I've made right. a ton of money. But I've also had situations where I haven't felt validated. Mm -hmm. And so we need as people, if we're going to keep going, especially because business isn't easy, it's right. hard. We need to find a place where our passion and purpose can overlap others so that together we feel like we've got a connection with people, that we're adding value to the world, that that yeah. validation actually that exists. Is. And so if you can, if you can do it mm -hmm. that way, you know, if you can find that, that sweet mm -hmm. spot in the center, you'll also be able to create sustainability in your business and you'll also be able to grow with the trends and you'll be able to, you know, I, actually maybe let me share it this way because this is kind of cool. One of my success interviews, and I did a lot also with non-business leaders. One of my success interviews was with Edward James Olmos, you know, the actor. Mm. And he was, uh, he was commander of Dama in Battlestar Galactica. He was on Miami Vice. He was in Blade Runner. He was, in, like, <laughs> he was just in tons right. and tons of movies, right? So I was sitting with him for lunch and I said, what's your definition of success? And he said, some people think success is doing what's hard. He said, that's not it. He said, success is finding something you love and then doing it even mm -hmm. when it's hard. And I think that that's the thing that a lot of entrepreneurs flake out on is they find something, they get attracted to the lifestyle. They think they're going to have free time. They're sitting on the beach. They're going to have these Lamborghinis <laughs> and all these nice cars. And, and I'll tell you, it, it can yeah. come, right? It can come and you will have those things. In fact, I've got a Ferrari myself, 360 Medina mm. Spider. I love the thing, but it wasn't my first oh. purchase, right? And it take, took a lot of effort and a lot of work to build a business to start sustaining mm -hmm. toys like that. So you've got to understand that even when it's tough as an entrepreneur, when life is beating you up and there's no customers, yet you have to have a paycheck, especially if you have a family and things seem out of balance and you've got to literally give so much. The question is, is how can you really now love it so much that you'll do it mm -hmm. when it's hard? And I love what Mr. Wonderful is yes, making lots is. of good comments here. He says, I guess just keep the eye on the prize and don't get off the path. 
Well, the number one thing that keeps most entrepreneurs from succeeding is the scientific word for it or term for it is inaptitudinal mm. reasoning. Now, most people have never heard of that. It's actually, uh, and I'm looking at someone else's comment because I want to address that in a minute. Um, inaptitudinal reasoning means split focus. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem most entrepreneurs have is they have like ADD HD, which is ADD in high <laughs> definition. So every day they're getting like a yeah. new idea, right? And if you think about it, it's like we've got a room full of plants and only one glass of water. If you try to water everything, right. it's all going to die. But if you pick three, maybe you can mm -hmm. keep those alive. Now, Luke's saying we have an artist named Vermeeren. Well, my brother's an artist. I'm an artist. And my great, great, great grandpa is the painter that did Girl with the Pearl Earring, Johan Vermeer. So thanks for noticing, Luke. That's awesome. pretty cool. And I just wanted to, um, yeah. you know, because you mentioned entrepreneurs or, or people who are just getting started on their journey where they're, you know, they feel stuck or whatever. I just want to circle back to the poverty pattern because I think, you know, financial yeah. uh, literacy and, and just becoming financially literate and learning about, you know, the way money works is a big, is a yeah. big part of success because you can become you know, you can make a lot of money like we see with athletes and, and musicians. You can make a lot of money, but a lot yeah. of them end up going bust, right? And, and so can yeah. you just talk about like that, that, and you touch on that. Well, let me, let me share a couple of ideas. Um, first of all, I'm just going to pull out a credit card here, which I think is kind of an interesting idea. Just a concept that we've taught a lot mm -hmm. of our students. Okay. <laughs> credit card. And if you've got one at home, follow along. So basically, you've heard the saying that if you want to become rich, you've got to use OPM, other people's mm -hmm. money, right? Well, that's exactly what a credit card is. It's other people's money. They give us this. They trust us with this. And how we use it will determine our future outcome. Now, the truth of the matter is, is all wealth is never built by saving. It's always built, it's built mm -hmm. by spending. Wealth is built mm -hmm. by spending. In other words, we buy assets that appreciate and give us a return. And I'll talk a little bit more maybe about that in a minute. But take your credit card, hold it this way so you can kind of see it sideways, right? And here's the deal is most of us will jump over our credit card. Like we'll borrow this money. We'll jump over that line and we'll use this credit card every day for a variety of things. Um, I'm not trying to stereotype here, but sure. people often will buy a pair of shoes. Ladies, uh, take your friends out to dinner, go to a movie, buy a new shirt, go out to you know a game, whatever it is. You're always jumping over this and you're using other people's money to buy assets that don't give a return. So the thing that I'm going to suggest is we start looking now at what we could buy that would give us a return. There's really three places that all money mm -hmm. is spent. The first is called quality of life. So again, that's going to be things like going to the mall, buying the shoes, buying the trips, buying the cars. And quality of life does make us feel good. And it is a form of investment. You put on your nicest suit when you go to a meeting that you need to perform it well. So it does affect how you feel. I'm not saying that that's not valid. The problem is, is most people spend their money in that area of quality, or quality of life more than they do right. in any other area. And it doesn't really pay them. The second area is called to create. And that's things that will give you money back. So in other words, investing in your business, investing in your education. And I'm not talking necessarily a formal school. Sometimes just coming to mm -hmm. a seminar or even hiring a mentor or a coach or someone that can help you. That's going to put money back in your pocket. In fact, I've had some mentors that have taught me even just one or two little things that have made me millions. Uh, investing is another place right. to create, right? So there's so many areas in that to create. We can spend more time talking about that later. The final area is called to mm -hmm. contribute. And that's to give back. So how do we give back to our community? Now, the interesting thing is, is out of all three of those areas, so quality of life takes right. care of you, right? A lifeguard can't save others till they know how to swim. So you do need Absolutely. to take care of you. Next, to create the money, it, that's where the money comes from. And lastly, to contribute. This is the area where the most joy mm -hmm. comes from, actually. 
because when we give or we help others and they don't have the ability to repay or we create legacy or we create things that are beyond ourselves, that's where the most joy comes from. So ultimately, you can always tell a higher manifestation of abundance thinking by the person who's looking to contribute the most, which is interesting because scarcity-minded right. people, especially a lot of the young entrepreneurs that I notice, they're very, how should we say, greedy to hang on Absolutely. to what they have, right? So we've got to be re really, really careful about that. Now, um, if we're talking a little bit more about how money is made, this idea of that all wealth is made through a purchase, we've also got to uh, understand that sometimes the best purchases that we make is hiring the mm -hmm. right people. Let me explain this to you. Now, I still meet with some of the top achievers. In fact, I, every Friday, I've got one mentor named Brian that I meet with. He's worth about $800 million. And I meet with him for lunch. We talk about different ideas. Now, I haven't yet generated $800 million. So his advice is very valuable to me. We're sitting one time at lunch, no kidding. And he says, you've heard this saying that rich people pay themselves mm -hmm. first. And then he said to me, he goes, what do you think about that? Well, I said, well, everybody's talking about it. must be a mm -hmm. good idea, right? And he's like, it is the dumbest, greediest thing that I've right. ever heard. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like every book is teaching that. Where does it, what do you mean? And he says, well, let's use this analogy. He says, imagine if you were on the boat, the Titanic, and you suddenly hit the iceberg. Paying yourself first means when the lifeboats are getting offloaded, you yeah. climb in first. And you sit yourself <laughs> in there all by yourself. And he said, how would that work? Is that how you do it in real life? I started thinking about it in real life. No, no. I get my family in there. And if you're a smart guy, you're going to get somebody who's got a kit with flares mm -hmm. in it. You're going to bring on somebody who knows how to hunt or fish or navigate the boat and just basically keep everybody alive. And he goes, that's the right answer. He goes, paying yourself first doesn't mean putting it in your mm -hmm. pocket. He says, paying yourself first means strategizing and managing your money in a way so that you can play again in a better mm -hmm. way. So if we think about it, money comes in 30 day right. cycles for most people or your bills come that way. So what are you doing so that the next 30 day cycle hits and you're further ahead than you were the previous cycle? And so my question is, is when you're paying yourself first, sometimes that means you're gonna hire people who are smarter mm -hmm. than you. Sometimes they're gonna cost more than what you're prepared to receive. In fact, Brian was telling me that when he first started his business, and we hear of this with so many entrepreneurs, that they were the last person yeah. to get paid. That sometimes they didn't get paid, mm -hmm. that they had to borrow money to even make the wages work. So in other words, they were making sure that their people got taken care of before mm -hmm. they did. And funny enough, um, I just had an entrepreneur come to one of our events uh, not, too not too long ago, fairly recently. And he says, um, I got to fix this. He goes, I got tons of guys that are all now mad at me for like I brought in a bunch of investors and now they're mad at me because my company's not going well. And I said, well, tell me what happened. He goes, well. And it came out that as soon as he got all the cash for the job, he had the money right. to do the job, but he went and he bought a brand new oh exotic car. Gosh. And so everybody saw this money come in and saw him two weeks later driving this fancy car, but the job had not yet Jeez. been completed. And so how did they feel about it, right? <laughs> so you've also got to be careful about the optics on that pay yourself first idea, <laughs> right? So uh, anyways, there's a, there's a little bit about money for you, but if, if we'll take care of others first mm -hmm. and we'll also put the systems in place as priority, we've got to recognize that every dollar is actually a seed, mm. yeah, right? Every dollar is a seed. And so it's how you plant it will determine what grows right. next. And the problem with most people is they don't just don't think about how they're using their money Absolutely. or their cash flow. In fact, when I when I interviewed uh, Richard Branson, that's the thing he says, the number one thing that will dictate the success or failure of your business is how you manage cash flow. And I wanted to, you know, yeah. you mentioned two things in the quality of life. You mentioned shoes and dinner. It's so, it's yeah. so funny <laughs> because you said those things don't pay you, but you can actually 
turn those things in to pay you. And I mentioned the shoes because my brother, he's uh, he's in high school and he's getting into this entrepreneurial spirit and he actually flips uh, like uh, shoes and stuff. So he's actually turned that into cool. a venture for him. And then dinner, um, you know, people say, don't go to dinner alone. If you go to dinner alone, that's the problem. Mm. But if you take maybe Doug like yourself, if I were to go to dinner with you, I think that would be a pretty good investment. Sure. And, and I think that those are different too. So when your brother's purchasing the shoes, he's buying an asset mm -hmm. that he's intending mm -hmm. to resell. So mm -hmm. that's good. Good on him. It's when we buy stuff, we put it in our closet. <laughs> and, and I'm embarrassed to say this because when I first started making a lot of money as a 19 year old, this is really <laughs> embarrassing, but Hey, we're being authentic here. Um, I had a lot of money right. coming in. I'd never seen so much money as I did mm -hmm. at that time in my life. And so I was kind of going through a toy phase, right? Everybody goes through this toy phase. So I would go into like the HMV and the video stores and DVDs and stuff. And I would literally buy five grand of DVDs Holy at smoke. once. Like I just put them up <laughs> to a shopping cart and take them home because they were movies I intended right. to see. And I'll never forget. I got home one time and I was putting DVDs away in my alphabetical order like I did. And I literally had like four copies of Waterboy with Adam Sandler. <laughs> and I was like, what the crap? But I would just, I wouldn't think about purchases right. I was making. I was just buying stuff so quickly. And so I think it's really important that we slow our spending down. We really start thinking about it. I mean, that's kind of what every athlete mm -hmm. goes through, right? Or the ones that fail anyways, they get money and then they think, you know, I'm getting paid 30 million a year so life, I can buy right. anything I want. Right. It doesn't happen, right? So we've got to be really careful about that. And this idea, too, uh, about going out to dinner with a millionaire, I love that idea. There's a lot mm -hmm. you can learn, but the problem is, is it's a mm -hmm. one-time event. And if you really want to change your life, life changes sometimes happen by inspiration, but more often they happen mm -hmm. by habit. So this is why I don't go to lunch with my mentors, for example, right. once. I try to form a relationship with them so that I like, in fact, one of my really good friends, I've got him coming to one of our events coming up is Brian Smith, the guy that was the founder behind Ugg Boots. And so Brian and I um, chat a couple times a week, right? I'd rather have these people right. as friends rather than a one-time lunch. I mean, if, if the best you can do is a one-time lunch, do it, but try to form a friendship and a mentorship arrangement and you'll find that your progress will, will happen. Absolutely. Much quicker. And I wanted to, I was curious. So you said you created ex extraordinary amounts of wealth at, at 19 or you had a pretty high mm. income. How did you, what were you doing to, to do that? Great. Yeah. Awesome question. There's five areas where all money is made. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Business. 84% of all self-made millionaires come from owning a business or, or buying a business or owning or starting mm -hmm. a business. Okay. Now, by the way, I did say buy, and the reason why is because a lot of times buying a business is much easier than mm -hmm. starting one. And the reason why I say that is because, as you know, most of the growth curve and challenge in new businesses start within the right. first five years. So if you can buy somebody who's already gone through that, you're further ahead. So it's definitely something to think of. And by the way, um, you can buy an existing business and even rebrand it if you're not super excited about what they used to do. We've even bought businesses and we've added technology where someone hasn't really had the understanding. And so we've come in and helped. And then I've mm -hmm. sold it again. So business is number one. Real estate is number two. And that can include uh, real estate income trusts. That include uh, you know flipping. That can include... Uh, the renting properties. There's lots of options there. Next is investing. Okay. And by the way, these aren't in order for some people. Real estate is easier to do than business. <laughs> and for other people, investing is easier to do right. than real estate. Okay. So I do invest as well. And then thirdly is intellectual property. The ideas that you have actually generate the income. Okay. And then lastly is what I call networks. So in other words, the people and the relationships that you have can be capitalized on in terms of money. And there's lots of ways that that can be done. Everything from joint ventures to partnerships to Exciting affiliates stuff. to 
Bam, right? So let's go through those again. It's business, real estate, investing, intellectual property, and mm -hmm. networks. And um, you can make a lot of money there. In fact, even in networks, I made 400 grand in an hour without any of my own mm -hmm. money one time. Maybe on another podcast when you have yeah, me back, I I'll would tell love you how I did it. it. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think uh, this is a good time to wrap up this first episode. We're right at about 30, 30 minutes. Cool. Um, so it's been awesome having you on here, Doug. I would love to yeah, uh, do another episode and like you said get into a uh, build a relationship with you and also i also yeah, want to ask it. you who do you know that i should talk mm. to oh my gosh that's a great question um and you know what's funny is that's the question that changed my whole life in fact when i was doing my interviews with the top achievers one of the millionaires i interviewed at the very beginning said you need to ask that question who else do you know that i should talk to um you know uh let's maybe chat sure. offline and we'll give you a list but you you talked about bob proctor mm -hmm. he'd be a good one any of the gang from the secret are amazing and they're close friends of mine i just got off a 26 city tour with the gang from the secret but i think those guys are super valuable from a mindset mm -hmm. point of view and strategy but i think for your audience um you'd also want to get some Absolute business leaders on Grant, and i can i can get you some people that are mentors. Grant would be great grant would be great but there's a lot of really cool guys out there and in fact what i also found and this is kind of interesting. When I did my interviews with the 400 Top Achievers, I had my my sights on a lot of right. these big names that are super well-known, right? But I found sometimes I learned more from people who were not as well-known, but had created some amazing billion-dollar oh, brands agree. around the world. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I, I think there, there's – I mean, I think you can find valuable insight um, from sometimes people that you don't – haven't heard of, uh, even yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the first time we've actually met. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. And by the way, just for your audience here, we've got lots of free gifts and free tools and free resources for you guys to learn more. If you like what I'm doing, if you get my vibe, become my tribe, right? But here's the deal. Head over to YouTube, type in my name, Douglas Vermeer, and we've got all kinds of the coaching sessions that I do and visits with some of those top achievers and different ideas and strategies around money, business, mindset, all of these things. But it's all free. So come and join us and you can learn about it. And if you like what you see, well reach out. Let's continue the relationship. Perfect. Love to do All it. right. Well, Hey Doug, I appreciate you having, or being on today, having you on today. And I definitely look forward to building a relationship with you and hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast again, but uh, everybody happy to uh, do tuning it. in, listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next time. I suppose. Have a great day. Awesome. Take care All guys. Right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Daily Chase Podcast. If you're not already subscribed, go ahead and do that now. If you feel the episode resonated with you, be sure to rate and review the podcast. If you feel like someone else might like it, be sure to share the podcast. I want to thank you in advance for all your support. And until next time, remember that you don't join the Daily Chase, you get on the Daily Chase. See ya.